There is a real God. There's a real devil, a real defeated devil. There's a real heaven and there is a real hell. And once you leave this place, you are going to either one of those two places. And you need to be sure of where you're going. And in times like this, I don't think I would gamble on not being sure. This is not the time to be uncertain about your faith and what you believe in. From a spiritual standpoint, from sociological gestures, political expressions, and I mentioned this last week, even from te technological hints and natural warnings, they are nothing more than biblical prophecies coming to fruition. What we see now have been spoken thousands of years ago, even concerning Christ. There are over 300 prophecies that were, that were spoken concerning the coming of Christ, and they were all literally fulfilled. 300, not one missed. So when you look at the predictions surrounding the Messiah or the anointed one, his birth, his life, the betrayal, the death, the resurrection, these were not fulfilled allegorically or these were, these were not myths are done in some unseen spiritual manner. Jesus was literally born of a virgin in Bethlehem. He performed miracles. He was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, delivered over to thieves, buried in a rich man's tomb. He was resurrected, ascended, seated. So we're talking about a real Jesus, a real Savior, a real Christ. Now, all of these things that were told about Jesus was predicted hundreds of years before he was even born. But they were all fulfilled. And I said that to say, even what we see now is an indicator that we're coming or approaching the end of what is known as the church age that started at Pentecost. And let me say this, and I ended my last teaching on this subject, giving you somewhat a synopsis or compendium of what will take place regarding the end times. And Jesus, he did assure us that there are some things that would happen, but the end would not be yet. But it gives us a glimpse that we're closer. Watch this to the catching up of the saints. We use the word rapture, and as I stated weeks ago, the word rapture isn't necessarily where it's not used uh, in the Bible. It uses the word catching up, or in the Greek, harpazo, which simply means to seize, to snatch away, to catch up. Harpazo, to catch up, to seize. And I want to encourage you, and I'm saying this to say, you want to know where you are. You do not want to be an individual who's left during the tribulation period. Because if, my, if there is no faith in Jesus now, if I'm unwavering, if I'm unsteady about the, who God is now, and once that tribulation period hits, and we will talk about this in weeks to come, once the tribulation comes, 
not only will the first half, there will be great famines and turmoils and things that people have never seen. The latter portion is going to be even greater. That's why it's referred to the great tribulation. And I want to ask you this. Will you be caught up or will you be left behind? Something to think about. Are you with me? Let me share this. And for the believer, let me encourage you. The Apostle Paul in encouraging his young protege Timothy, and you can refer to this if you want to, 2 Timothy 4, maybe verses 3 through 5, Amplified. Uh, of course, he's not just, oftentimes, this particular last letter is considered a pastoral epistle. It's just not for pastors, even though he was, again, encouraging his son in the gospel, Timothy. It's for believers alike. It, 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 he speaks of how in the latter times people would no longer have a tolerance for truth. They're going to start heeding to various doctors and going away from the truth, heaping up teachers to satisfy. Sir, you need to be sure of what you believe. Ma'am, you need to be sure about whom you believe in. But for the believer, one of the things we should do is remain calm cool, collected while while proclaiming this gospel of peace. As a matter of fact, I want to admonish those of you who are believers. Use this opportunity to share your faith or to minister Jesus, listen to this, to your loved ones. Everyone in your household, if you are a believer, should know or have knowledge of the God that you serve. Are you using this opportunity? You should know whether or not if your spouse is saved. You should know whether or not your children are saved. And if you love your siblings as you say you do, why not pose the question, do you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord, what about your co-workers, loved ones, people alike? Listen to what he says. For the time is coming when people will not tolerate endure sound and wholesome instruction, but having ears itching for something pleasing and gratifying. gratifying. They, and see, that's going on now. Because of the uncertainty, people are searching. But I want to declare to you that there's only one plan of salvation. They were gathered themselves, one teacher after another, to a considerable number chosen to satisfy their own liking and to foster, here it goes, the errors they hold. And were turned aside from hearing the truth and wander off into myths and man-made fictions. As I said earlier, what, what took place with Christ is not a myth. It's not man-made. He literally got up. He was seen. Are you here? He ascended. Verse 5. As for you, be calm and cool and steady. 
So for the believer, we should remain calm, cool, and steady. Why? Because when we come to the end of this period, we are going to be caught up, the believer. Are you with me? To be with the Lord forevermore. So, and even there are those who, who again, they argue about pre, mid, or post uh, millennial. But the believer, if, if we go according to scripture, we will not experience that wrath or that judgment. Are you with me? So we should remain calm, cool, and steady, except in what? Suffer unflinchingly every hardship. Do the work of an evangelist, fulfilling, excuse me, fully performing what? All the duties. So we should be remaining steadfast in our ministry of what? Proclaiming the gospel of peace. This is not the time to live with matters unsettled. This is not the time, listen to this, to keep holding grudges, walking in unforgiveness, continuing in offense. Man, we serve a real God. Use this opportunity. As the, Paul said, the, the writer of Hebrews says, let go or throw aside those things that are weighing you down. <laughs> and any sin or thing that keeps causing you to miss the mark, get it together. While remaining calm, cool, and steady. Let me read this verse just for some hearing, if they want to see it, 1 Thessalonians 4, 14 through 18. For, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God would bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus Christ. Excuse me, fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain... Until the coming of the Lord would not precede those who fall asleep. For years, you, you've heard us declare that we are part of the what group? The remain group. Those that should be what? Call up. So this is where I get this from. You, I, we've been saying it for years. So everybody won't go by way of the grave. Are you with me? For Verse 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will do what? Rise first. Verse 17. Then those, then we who are, are alive and remain. That's why I get that. That's why we always confess, hey, we're part of those that should be what? Caught up. We'll be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will always be with the Lord. Now, let me, let, let me, and we should comfort each other with these words. But let me say this. When this catching up takes place. This herpazo. When, when this takes place, Christ, he's not coming to the earth. Then he's going to meet us in the air. Oftentimes this is confused with his second coming. No, once he comes for his millennial reign, then there will be those who will come with him. But this, when Christ comes to catch up the saints, that's going to take place in the air. 
Are you with me? You here? As a matter of fact, in Revelation 19, we find the return of Jesus Christ to earth, known as what we call the second coming. So when, when the, the, the rapture, as some call it, but again, catching up, he's going to meet us in the air. That's not to be confused with the second coming. Now, and I said that, and I, this bears repeating, but during that tribulation period, this is going to be a time where a couple of things or a few things are going on. God's going to be completing his discipline of the nation of Israel. This is found in Daniel chapter 9. He's going to be judging unbelievers, the godless and godless inhabitants of the earth. Now watch this. There will be people who are getting saved, but listen, they're going to become subject to the Antichrist and the beast. That's when we start talking about the spirit of the, the, the mark of the beast and, and different things. And listen, uh, some weeks ago, and, and I admonish you, I'm I want you to go right here, even on my page, my Bishop, Bishop Clarence E. McClendon did an excellent expository teaching on the end times. You go to the, the, all, all of the videos are on my page. And so that when I heard him begin to teach this, I, I knew, I said, oh, man, that's awesome. We're right in the, in the same vein. But he did an excellent teaching on this. Are you with me? But I, I, I want you to, to, to really think about your eternal state for a moment. Do you know where you are going when you leave this place? And if you're not sure, beloved, I want to in introduce you to a man named Jesus. The only one that could die for you did, and that was the man, Jesus. I said this perhaps the most important and significant way to advance in adversity is by getting covered under God's protection plan. We talked about this word salvation, the Greek word soteria, and it simply means deliverance, preservation, prosperity, welfare, safety. That is, salvation is God's, listen to this, salvation is God's rescue which delivers believers out of destruction and into his safety. So it's just not talking about your, your spirit man being satisfied with the Father. Yet once you're born again, your spirit is right. You, you, you are e eternal life begins then, but there is still safety from destruction here and now. Are you with me? Which pretty much proves what I just said, that we will not be part of that wrath that shall take place during the tribulation. That is, if you are a believer. And, and let me say this, because religion will always present you with steps or works to salvation. This is not about religion. This is about having a relationship and I'm saying that because there are no, there's only one step. And some believe that they have to do a bunch of things in order to be received. So they wait. Well, pastor, I curse. God still loves you. Ready to receive you. Pastor, I, I'm in the streets. God still loves you, ma'am. God still loves you, sir. And ready to receive you just as you are. 
Pastor, you don't know my past. God still loves you, sir. You don't know what type of lifestyle I'm living. If you could change on your own, you wouldn't need a savior. That's why he came what? to deliver me. So it's not about a bunch of steps. One religion teaches that if the five pillars are obeyed, salvation would be granted. One religion talks about the seven sacraments. Even in Christendom, there are those there are some denominations who you know who teach uh, that salvation only comes by way of baptism or a public confession, and or you have to speak in tongues. Listen, all of those things are great, but being baptized alone does not save you. Baptism is great, but it's not necessary. And I say it loud with with the boldness of Jesus. It's not necessary for salvation. It's good in that it, it identifies you with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, but it's not a necessity in order to be saved. It's not a necessity to be filled with Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You need it. It's, 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 it's for your benefit, but it's not a necessity in order to be saved. Get it. Receive them. Your public confession is not necessary. You can receive salvation right where you are in the privacy of your home. Are you here? See, see, some kick against that because we are used to steps. We feel like if I do something, now I'm justified. See, you're trying to do it based on your efforts and you will never be satisfied. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. This is one step, sir. Listen, you might be like the Apostle Paul, and as I once were, the chiefest among sinners. But you are not too far out there. You are not so low that you are beyond God's reach. God loves you just the way you are. With your purple hair, green hair, yellow hair, tatted up, pierced all over. He still loves you, sir. He loves you, ma'am. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not that of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Lest any man suppose. So I'm not here to offer you religion. I'm here to offer you a relationship that's based upon what Jesus did as a result of your believing. The Bible only presents one step <laughs> to salvation. That is to believe on the Lord Jesus. <laughs> John 10, and I shared this some weeks ago, but it bears repeating. If this message wasn't idoneous or appropriate, the Lord would have not have me to reiterate it. So it's significant and suitable for a time such as this. John 10, 7 through 10, Amplified. Again, this story picks up after Jesus heals a blind man 
blind man is somewhat shamed by the Pharisees. Jesus ministers to the man and overhearing the conversation of what Jesus shared with the young man, there are Pharisees who became indignant. And here's what Jesus says. So Jesus said again, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you that I myself am the door for the sheep. Here it is. There's only one door. And Jesus is that door. All others, <laughs> all others, all, all others, name them one by one, all others before me are thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to and obey them. I am the door. Do you see this? And anyone who enters through me will be what? Say, or will live eternal life. Are you here? He will come in and out and go freely and will find pasture. The thief, again, we already identified that the thief here is not who? It is not the devil. But the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and enjoy it and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Again, the thief here, it's used figuratively as false teachers or any religion. Any religion who claim their way of salvation other than Jesus are robbing people of the truth. Acts 4.12. Acts 4.12. Again, even to the believer, this shouldn't be a time of panic for you. He came that you may have life, have it more abundantly. Still enjoy life, still live. But use this opportunity to share why in the midst of a pandemic, you are still calm, cool, and rocking it steady. How are you able to do this? Let me tell you about a man named Jesus. And you may want to explain with them, if you want to be on the first load, it's beneficial that you receive him now. And we think what we see is, listen, the tribulation is going to, what we see is nothing compared to what people are going to do during the tribulation. The tribulation is what we see now magnified on steroids in infinity. Jesus, ERV. Jesus is the only one who can save people. His name is the only power in the world that has been given to save anyone. We must be saved through him. <laughs> Again, the word of God teaches that no other way to salvation than, than through Jesus Christ himself. Than through Jesus. He said this in John 14, 16. I am the way. <laughs> I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to, to the Father except through me. He is not a way as one as 
one in many. He is the only way as in the one and only. And I've said this before, regardless of your reputation, your achievements, your special knowledge, doesn't matter how philosophical you are, how woke you are, how righteous you think you are, no one can come to Jesus Christ except through the Father, man, or can come to God except through Jesus Christ. First Corinthians 3.11, good news. Listen to this. I don't, the good news translation, listen to this. For God has already placed Jesus Christ as the one and only foundation. And no other foundation can be laid or literally blueprint. Jesus is the original one and only foundation. No other one can be placed. Well, I'm a good person. I haven't done anything wrong. Perhaps you are. But the mere fact that we were born into sin, there's the need to receive Jesus as our Savior. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This is Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Literally, because of Adam, we were born into sin. Romans 5.19. One man disobeyed God, and many became sinners, talking about Adam. But in the same way, one man obeyed God, talking about Christ, and many will be made alive. So because of Adam, we were made sinners. And because of Christ, we're made righteous through his blood. Romans 6, 23 tells us this. And, and as a result of Adam abdicating the promise, the, payment, the penalty or payment for sin was death. That's what happens as a result. What? The loss of life and eternal damnation. But the free gift. Romans 6, 23. So without receiving Christ, there is an eternal punishment. And separation from God. For the wages of sin is death. What that literally means is because of sin, death came as a result of it. That's the, 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 the payment for what Adam did was death. But the gift of God is eternal life, but it can only be found in Christ Jesus. If someone's telling you another way, you are sadly misunderstood. Why is Jesus the only way? Because he said it. Because he said it. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God when? In the beginning. 
He was in the beginning. In the beginning, he was in the beginning. Jesus, let us, Elohim, God the Father, God the Son, God Holy Spirit, let us make man. He wasn't talking about angels. Angels aren't made in the image of God. We are. Let us make man in our image. The whole fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ Jesus. People can argue, you can argue, you can say what you want. But again, this is not a time to gamble on something that I'm not sure about. But we can be sure about Jesus. We can be sure about Jesus. Well, how do I get under this protection plan, preacher? It's very simple. And I like to use Acts 16 31, 30 and 31, where when the prison shook, there was an earthquake and the, the, the prison shook and the jail doors, the doors of the jail were open. And the jailer, out of fear, thought that people were going to escape. He ran, he panicked. And he fell at the, or he fell in front of Paul and Silas. And this is what he said. And many of you may be saying that today. What must I do to be saved? There's only one thing you need to do. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall be saved. You in your household. Notice what he says. He says, you and your. So, listen to how. Notice earlier I showed you that there's only power in the name of Jesus. What do you mean, me and my household? So, as a result of you receiving, because of that power. And that anointing, those in your household can't help but. Because when they see what a change he made in you, I think I'll try him also. That's why if you are a believer, your whole, listen, let me tell you something. Your whole household supposed to be saved. Shouldn't be another way. So the way to get covered under God's protection plan is to believe on the Lord Jesus. That is the only requirement. John three sixteen. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that He even gave His only begotten Son, so that whoever, whoever believes and trusts in him as Savior should not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever. Just let me help you. 
Let's just receive him. We will deal with all the particulars later. What, what, what do I mean by that? We'll work on renewing the mind later. But right now, you need to get covered under God's protection. We'll deal with the mind later. But now, you need to be covered, sir. You need to be covered, ma'am. Again, I, I, I keep hearing that. I, I wouldn't gamble on my soul, man. This is not like playing the Powerball. Mega millions. Being at the boats, at the casino. When you leave here, the, the Bible mentions nothing of purgatory. You're not going to a place of nothingness. There's a real heaven and there's a real hell. God has provided salvation through Jesus Christ alone. All we must do is receive it by faith, fully trusting in Jesus alone as Savior. Again, this is not a hybrid gospel. And we do not all serve the same God because if we're not seeing God as he has been revealed through his holy scriptures, we are not on the same page. We are not serving the same God. So we have to be careful when we co-sign on others who are not going by way of Jesus but say and declare we serve the same God. Not so, sir. Not so, ma'am. I close with this verse. At one point in Jesus' ministry, many of his disciples or followers were turning their backs on him and leaving in hopes <laughs> to find another Savior. This is not the time to turn your back from following Jesus. Jesus asked the 12, and he's asking, he's asking many believers today, do you want to go away as well? But I love Peter's reply, and I'm like Peter. I'm in John 6, 68 and 69. Peter says this, Lord, to whom shall we go?
you alone have the words. Of eternal life. You. <laughs> are our only hope. Sir. Jesus. Is your only hope. You might fight this. You might not want to believe it. But if you just ask him. He's your only hope sir. He's your only hope ma'am. We have believed and confidently trusted. And even more, we have come to know by personal observation. See, what I'm feeling is coming by personal observation and experience as a result of having a relationship with Jesus. That you are the Holy One of God. The Christ, Son of the Living God. Are you going to gamble on your soul? Risk trying to endure the tribulation and great tribulation? One tribulation, but the first three and a half years is going to be intense, but the last three are going to be greatly intensified. Are you going to gamble on your soul? Or are you going to get covered under God's protection plan? Will you escape the tribulation? And I say that because just like when the harpizo takes place, that catching up takes place. The believers are going to be caught up with the Lord. But those who are unbelieving, those who never received Jesus Christ will be left to endure the tribulation. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.